0: Pennyworth clone?
1: What the fuck? What the fuck?
0: Okay. Apparently Alfred was cloned.
1: And joined the Suicide Squad.
0: Yes. Well, no. <laughs> no, sorry. No. Uh, the it, He used the same moniker as someone who joined the Suicide Squad.
1: Ah, okay.
0: I feel like Maybe we should open the episode with that, with me just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just leave it. It's perfect. Sure. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cape Corner, where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of a different character or group every episode. I'm Blue, and I'm not a morning person. <laughs> and I'm Jordan, and I'm not either. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, so, a little peek behind the curtain normally we record in the afternoon um and we were going to do a fun episode this week where i was going to uh talk like a crazy person about kingdom hearts at my two co-hosts uh but there were some scheduling issues and uh, we couldn't make that work, so that'll have to be safe for next week. So already that brings my mood down a little bit because I was super excited. Uh, <laughs> but also, I had to wake up very early this morning so I could do some laundry because uh, I was tired of being stinky. And uh, we're recording very early as well. So I'm going to apologize in advance for a lower energy episode I, I try not to do these too often um but if you need any uh any justification consider this like a like an asthma experience because i've noticed whenever i get tired my voice gets very uh low and vibratey so enjoy that
1: <laughs> that's hello and welcome to cape corner
0: so glad you could join us today
1: today we will be discussing
0: (laughs) we're gonna be talking about the suicide squad (laughs) sorry i couldn't i couldn't couldn't keep it up through that (laughs) uh this is gonna be a great episode how's that for some fucking tingles (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um but before we talk about the suicide squad uh we actually have some news king spider-man no way home trailer finally came out (sighs) Uh, and i almost regret having these episodes go up on sundays because i think that that trailer came out (laughs) didn't it yeah so hold on to this all just like god damn it i wanted to talk about this uh that i don't have the energy to like gush about it as much as i felt but um i'm so excited for it and okay real quick can people stop bitching about spider-man just I, like doing the, the spider-man fan base bothers me man it does look we already went all into it in our all into one. it Well, like <laughs> It just keeps going, and like now I've seen the joke being around. Like, why didn't he just Uh, that he was Spider-Man afterwards Uh, would have saved all the trouble? Uh, Fucking idiot! It's like, oh yeah, because you know, telling someone that you had a bunch of lovely experiences with them and that you' close with them has the same effect as actually having those experiences. Uh, yeah I
1: think a lot of people in that are missing the like I think they're thinking they'll just forget he's Spider-Man but they're not putting together that like MJ apparently figured out he was Spider-Man real early and has like the whole time they've been interacting closely she's known
0: he's Spider-Man their whole relationship is gonna get wiped yeah exactly and not only that but like I hate to say it because you know it's it's become something of a like a, a judgmental thing if you watch the show, but there is an entire fucking Rick and Morty episode dedicated <laughs> to proving why you guys are fucking idiots for making that suggestion.
1: I wouldn't know that. I don't I've not watched much Rick and Morty. Uh,
0: season four, uh, there's an episode where uh, Morty asks Rick to build him a respawn device. Like in a video game, or a quick save device. You know how in video games you can quick save right to a boss battle or whatever? Yeah. And if you get fucked up, you can just immediately load back. Yeah. You uh, can do that in real life. And um, he was uh, fucking around for a while, and he quick saves right before he's getting ready to sneak into a stripper club. Um, but instead, he winds up uh, seeing a girl nearby getting ready to go into like a coffee shop, and he just decides to open the door for her. And uh, that actually leads to them having a really nice romance. Um, and, uh, like, you know, they, they go through like some arguments, some makeups, you know, everything, but like they're really in love. Uh, and uh, then at one point, they go to take a plane trip somewhere, uh, and their plane crashes in the Arctic. And uh, the plane, like, split in half, and his luggage is on the other half of the plane. So after being forced to eat their shoes and then the dead bodies of one of their compatriots, um, he goes on a trek, uh, through the tundra to try and get his, uh, quick save device so that he can, um, you know, save them all, uh, makes it back. There has a really gross scene where his frostbitten hand, uh, is like, uh, because instead of using the device, he decides to use his phone to call nine one one, and like touching the touch screen, his flesh is actually sticking and tearing to the screen. Um, but he manages to get the call out before passing out. They get rescued. Uh, he doesn't have to use the device. He doesn't have to give up his relationship. Um, they recover and they're all at home uh, celebrating the fact that they all made it home alive, or that uh, you know Morty and his girlfriend made it home alive. And then Jerry thinks that uh, the device is the TV remote, and he... Oh, my God. <laughs> hits the button, God. And uh, Morty suddenly, like, starts trying to frantically explain to the girl everything that happened. And she just maces him, because he sounds like a fucking crazy person. As one would. Yeah. So, lesson learned. Shut the fuck up, Spider-Man Twitter.
1: So, also, I, I'm also really annoyed that people are like, well, he's so dumb. Why didn't he just tell? Him? It's like... Did- You're forgetting this is the kid who handed his glasses to Mysterio. He's, like, highly intelligent, but does not think things through. It's part of the character. He's pretty impulsive. But also,
0: also, gotta point out, he's not a fucking wizard.
1: Yeah. He doesn't know what
0: the magic's gonna do. I can't differentiate between when Strange is just setting up for a spell and can stop at any time, or when he's locked in. Can you? No, you fucking can't, you lying sons of bitches, so... Okay, so
1: also, do you think that that's strange, or do you think that that's... So, There's there seems to be three opinions on the internet. A, of course it's strange, he's an arrogant prick, he's gonna do the thing he was told not to do. Group B is, this movie is terrible because Strange is acting out of character. And then group C is, this must be either Dark Multiverse Strange
0: or Mephisto, Because Strange would never do this. Look, you know me, I'm all about the (laughs) Mephisto train. That's obviously Doctor Strange. Look, anyone who says he's acting out of character by being arrogant, I hate to break it to you, watch the fucking Doctor Strange movie. Because that, before and after meeting with the Ancient One, his entire thing is pushing the boundaries of what is acceptable because he thinks he can handle it all because he's the hottest shit. Like, he did that as a surgeon to the point where he thought he was so great and untouchable. He sped at like fucking 110 miles an hour in the dark, in the rain, without looking at the goddamn road. Yeah. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen. And then, after uh, being told to learn some humility, he did learn a little bit of humility. Then and he then was made steals the all the books. Supreme, and that went out the fucking
1: window. Yeah, then he steals the books and then he uses the time stone and then they're like, don't ever use the time stone again. And then he uses it for the rest of the movie to solve
0: everyone's problems. Yeah, he also uses it in other movies to solve all the problems. And it's like, he was told very clearly. This thing's dangerous. So, so like, what makes people think that if somebody went, that's dangerous, that he wouldn't do it. His literal character is ignoring the dangers of a situation because he thinks, I can handle it.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, like, there is, there is a scene in the trailer that seems to show Doctor Strange fighting Spider-Man, which kind of lends uh, some credibility to that. But, so I'm not going to say it's absolutely impossible that there's a, a Doctor Strange imposter in this movie, But a lot of people are also pointing to that he seems too pleasant at the beginning. And my, my big argument there, because they, they seem to think that strange is always intense or rude, but they're forgetting that at the beginning of infinity war, which is the only other time we've seen him not in an imminent crisis. He's like, going to go to the deli and get a sandwich. He's offering to pay for Wong. And then the, Then Hulk crashes through and he's like startled, but then he goes to pick up Tony, congratulates him on the wedding. It's like, whenever we've seen him not in imminent crisis, he's pretty pleasant to most people. (laughs) He's
0: still abrasive, but you know, it's not like he's always, he's not house, okay?
1: Yeah, it doesn't shock me that he would be nice to this 16 year old kid who he just saved the world with. He's like, yeah,
0: you're you're a good kid. I'll, you know, I'm going to help you out. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and even then, like if you're looking for the abrasiveness, it comes in the fact that like even after giving him permission to not call him sir, he was immediately like, mm, "It's weird that you called me Stephen, but whatever." Yes, that's
1: weird, but sure, yeah. you're a kid. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. bite my tongue and not
0: be mean to you. <laughs> like he, he's clearly <laughs> still kind of a dick, so whatever. He's like um, fighting
1: the urge to be mean to Peter for that.
0: Exactly. Uh. Uh. And I just want to say, like it. I'm not convinced that they're fighting on that train. Really? Like, they're they're facing each other, but nothing of what Strange did there or about what Peter's doing while he's standing on that train. Like it looked to me more like they were trying to or Strange was trying to pull off some maneuver and Peter was just like, What the fuck is going on? Um I could be. That's interesting. Yeah,
1: trailer trailer
0: editing can be very
1: deceptive. That's the other reason that I think see I, re- I remember someone like attacked me on social media for preemptively wanting the movie to be good because i pointed out that they preemptively wanted the movie to be bad and it's like well yeah i'm just gonna assume that every movie is good until i watch it
0: yeah, <laughs> just... why would you want things to not be good uh but yeah
1: so that that's true the the trailer editing could just be deceptive and everyone might be making
0: huge assumptions on things that aren't even in the trailer not to mention (laughs) marvel now has a reputation of actually editing their trailer to lie to people yeah they constantly change things like look at the infinity war trailer the fact that hulk was running up and everything and uh like like they they make change or the end game trailer had uh some different stuff too so like yeah they'll change shit in order to keep things a surprise for when the movie comes out yeah it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's some fake shots in this trailer uh by the way speaking of the mephisto thing um i did want to point out uh i haven't seen anybody else mention it so i'm gonna try to be first on the ground with this (laughs) uh there's that sign uh, as Peter is walking through a crowd holding MJ's hand uh, where... Oh, that Peter is the devil. Devil devil horn and goatee on Peter saying devil in disguise. And I'm just like, Mephisto. (laughs) Mephisto. Peter's Mephisto. He's been Mephisto the whole time. Oh my God. Uh, He (laughs) brings his own Aunt May back to life and ruins his own marriage. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, and and then we've got uh, the 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 Doc Ock appearance.
0: Which, oh God! How, yeah, how holy shit, shit man! I, holy shit! I I screamed. I like Spider Man Two. I have never been so hard up on the dick of Spider Man Two like everyone else is. I don't think it's the greatest Spider Man movie pre uh, Spider Verse. Really? That which, one, said, which
1: one do you think is the best one?
0: Um, Like, of that original Toby trilogy, I would say that two is the best. Uh, I, it, It's hard for me to judge that and Amazing Spider-Man, because I think Amazing Spider-Man does some things better and it does some things worse. So they're yeah. sort of on par for me. Uh, but Homecoming uh, was the best one, in my opinion, yeah, until... Until Into the Spider-Verse came out. And now that shit's untouchable. <laughs> oh, Spider-Verse uh, is,
1: is on another level.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, you
1: were talking about comparing Amazing Spider-Man to Spider-Man 2. And I do think those are about equal. Where Alfred Molina makes the difference.
0: Like, yeah. Those I, movies I are t- about equal level. But the at, villain is so much better. As much as I... Like, you know... I, I don't want to say I'm lukewarm on Spider-Man 2, but comparatively, compared to a lot of the fandom, which hypes it as the best thing God ever planted on this green earth or whatever. <laughs> but like, still, seeing Alfred Molina, I was like, oh, holy shit, I didn't realize I missed him so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, can you imagine how cool it would have been if the Danny Elfman uh, Doc Ock score kicked him right there? I would, have,
0: I would have cried. I screamed at the trailer. I would have cried if
1: Danny Elfman's score had shown up there for a second.
0: Honestly no I can't imagine it because I can't remember what his That's, track sounds that's like. fair. I'm just really weird and memorize every piece of music I hear in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm I can remember certain themes, but I've never been as capable of differentiating one theme from another. Like when I hear star Wars fans talk about, Oh, this song has bleedings of Anakin's theme. I'm like, what the fuck was Anakin's theme? Is it not the Imperial March? I think
1: that's it. Um, I don't even remember that, but the, the, the Danny Elfman Doc Ock is this like, and it's this really dramatic, thumping, you know, lumbering song. This is really cool. It's like um, I
0: need to, I need to look up scenes where these things actually play in order for me to like have any recollection of them because the 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 only music I remember that is directly associated with Doc Ock is like and i barely like i have a vague recollection of it is the horror movie scene where the arms come alive and kill all the doctors that's
1: a great scene it is a fantastic scene so okay so so regarding we'll probably move on to the suicide squad at some point but i'm just so (laughs) amped about this
0: (laughs) that um we're allowed to devote a significant portion of the episode to what we've been waiting for for months that's fair um so regarding Alfred Molina,
1: and I assume Willem Dafoe, because we see a pumpkin bomb. It's the same pumpkin bomb from the yeah. Raimi films, and we hear what is almost definitely Willem Dafoe's laugh. Uh, Willem Dafoe, as of yet unconfirmed for the movie, but th- that that's his laugh. I, I yeah, it's Willem. Um, yeah. So. Do you think that these are the actual, direct, actual, specific versions of the characters from those movies, or are these some sort of variants because they're not
0: dead? Well, I... That apparently it was an official statement made that um, when it was revealed that Doc Ock was going to be in the movie a while back, um, that... The scene where he was falling into the water with the, the solar uh, you know, fusion generator uh, at the end of Spider-Man 2, this takes place immediately after that. So it's like maybe uh, he got summoned from the multiverse shit and that saved his life before he drowned to death.
1: That's interesting. So I wonder what could have saved Willem Dafoe's life. <laughs>
0: Because uh, yeah, he, was, was, well, he was okay, super dead. And I'll Spider-Man right man, carried his lifeless body around for several minutes. I'll tell you right now, um, there is precedent for that. Oh, Norman just the Osborn Green Goblin and... not being dead? That's true. Norman Osborn, These are comic books. I forget occasionally. Norman Osborn has literally been murdered in the comic books and just gets better. And it's, it's just because his body is able to slowly regenerate from, like, a, a pseudo-death, like, a deep comatose state that it goes into when it's grievously injured, uh, and he gets better. Like, it's very hard to actually kill him. Hmm. Uh, and, in fact, the first, uh, like, quote-unquote final confrontation between Peter and Norman in the comics... Uh, Norman got impaled on his glider, and then after that, for you know a couple decades, um, uh, either Harry or someone else was the Green Goblin. And then in the Clone Saga, in the early nineties, Norman reappeared, revealed that um, he had actually been alive. Um, he he regenerated, uh, essentially resurrected from his you know impaled on his glider injury. And had just been waiting behind the shadows for a right moment to uh, reappear uh, to fuck with Peter again. And uh, the Clone Saga was his chance to do that. So (laughs) um, it would not surprise me if they just pulled that from the comics because that's already there. Interesting. I've also seen a theory um, that is an extremely interesting theory to me. It it's a way of sort of bringing back the other two Spider-Men without actually having to do it. <laughs> um, so, towards the end of the trailer, right before Doc Ock shows up and we see Peter standing in front of a car with a woman's window rolled down, he's wearing a suit. Um, people have noticed it's the exact same suit that... Uh, toby mcguire's peter was wearing when he was uh watching uh mary jane's broadway performance and so people are thinking that he's doing a quantum leap basically where oh. he he was looking at his reflection in the mirror before the woman rolled uh or the window before the woman rolled the window down and uh he looks like toby mcguire to everyone else which is why um, Doc Ock would recognize him as Peter.
1: That's a fascinating theory.
0: Yeah. So I don't know exactly how that would work, but, you know, magic or some shit, I guess. (laughs) Uh, It's interesting. Um, I, I think that if they just do that instead of actually having all three Spider-Men together, then a lot of people are going to get pissed. But also, it's Spider-Man fans. They're always going to be pissed. So, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, they're going to get mad, no matter what you do. Yeah. Oh, do you have anything else to say about the trailer?
1: Um, One more thing on Doc Ock, which is that a lot of people are concerned... Rightfully so, that this really fucks up the kind of final redemption arc of Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Uh, and I read something where someone had, had pointed out this pattern that I hadn't really... I noticed it when I was watching Spider-Man 2, and then I had forgotten about it by the time I got to this trailer. But that whenever Otto is in control, the little light on the arm's glows white but when the arms are in control it glows red and as he's like tearing down the solar thing and and saving everyone it's like as he's starting to take control it flickers between red and white a whole bunch and then it's completely white as he sinks into the ocean and then it flickers off and when it pops up in the trailer it's definitely red light so i'm wondering if it's like I guess they're going to do it again, That the arms are now back in control and someone's going to have to talk him down and get or him back in control.
0: Potentially. Maybe that's just a detail that wasn't like remembered. Honestly, I never knew that that was a thing until you told me just now. So I could easily see one of the movie makers just not knowing that there was uh, any non red lights uh with Ooh, his interesting, arms. yeah. It could could just be a flub, also could be a fake trailer. It's Marvel. Yeah. We don't know do anything. True. Uh so uh, oh, I also want to mention so uh people are also speculating that this will be the introduction uh in the movies finally of the Sinister Six. Uh because we, we've already seen that Doc Ock and um uh Green Goblin are gonna be there. Uh there was lightning hitting a car at one point which and jamie foxx is
1: confirmed for the cast
0: yeah so that would be electro uh something moves through the shadows at one point in the trailer it looks like it might be lizard
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, So there's
1: four. there's what seems to be a big sandstorm kind of during so- <laughs> the lightning shots so that would be five um it's going really, oh. be really cool to me if they bring back one villain from each movie. That'll be like, that'll be a real cool end game level love letter to the fans.
0: So, uh, also real quick, uh, in terms of the sixth uh, person, there's a couple of options. Um, you know, Vulture's still you know alive, but also they introduced Matt Gargan in Homecoming, so we say. could have we could have Scorpion. Uh, but as another possibility. I just want to put this out there. Feast pops up in the trailer. Yeah. So. Oh my god, you're
1: going, you're going, uh, you're going, Mister Negative. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Wouldn't that be rad, dude? Dude, Mister Negative, I'm gonna freak out. That would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, that would they, be so funny. Give us, they give us all five legacy movies and the game as Mm -hmm. the collage that
0: would be the coolest thing ever if they actually got the same guy who played martin lee in the game to act oh i would like lose my fucking Dude, i would never
1: even briefly considered this as an option but it's all (laughs) i want now right
0: that is So, so good i'm gonna hope that they bring in um uh uh fucking vulture uh and that the sandstorm wasn't actually... Well, you know what? Actually, I, I think I would rather have Sandman again. Because I I like the idea that Vulture isn't actively being an antagonist to Spider-Man anymore. So yeah, let, let's say Sandman stays and then we get fucking Mr. Negative. Lit. But I also, I also really want that Scorpion payoff.
1: <laughs> yeah. It feels like it would be hard to... Kind of for some be- reason, he feels like the one that would be shoehorned in because I guess he's it would be just difficult. in this earth and no one knows him.
0: I guess it would be difficult to deal with the stories of like strange and Peter and all the multiverse stuff, reintroducing all the multiverse characters, uh, introducing Mr. Negative for the first time, and then also trying to introduce Scorpion properly for the first time. So, I, uh, you know what. I'll actually retract my Scorpion statement. I just want the five legacy characters and then Mr. Negative. Yeah. Dude, if it's if it's Mr. Negative, I, I really hope it's Mr. Negative now. <laughs> right? I I do apologize if I've planted this seed of excitement and then it doesn't pan <laughs> out. All right. Uh we should go ahead and move over to the suicide squad now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, so the story of the Suicide Squad, or as it's officially known, Task Force X, or as it's officially, officially known, uh, redacted, because it doesn't exist uh, <laughs> in, uh, as far as uh, any sort of governmental accountability is, you know, concerned. Um, uh, Task Force X, uh, more uh, commonly referred to as the suicide squad first appeared in the brave and the bold number 25 uh, which does not have a date for me for some reason hmm. just a second <laughs> uh why why is there no dates here well okay I guess I'll just somewhere between fucking 1955 and 1983, somewhere in there. Man, how is Wikipedia going to do this to me? Just going to be like number twenty-five. Well, when is that dickhead? All right. Well, I'm going to assume it's like 1985 or 1986 or 1955 or 1956 because it's only number twenty-five. Uh. So, you know, it would be less than a year. Right. Uh, But, um, yeah. So, uh, it actually didn't really involve any of the supervillains in the original story. Um, it had a physicist named Jess Bright and astronomer named Dr. Hugh Evans, uh, A flight medic named uh karen grace um and rick flagg who was the team leader uh it was just like some guy is (laughs) basically and they were a superheated object called the red wave which was heading toward a seaside resort and boiling the ocean along the way uh And they were also dealing with a couple of other weird occurrences, but really it was just like, it was like one of those pulp stories, you know, from the golden age where they were just like, ah, here's a story of a detective, but his fucking dog's a telepath or some shit, whatever, you know, like that they would just do random shit that wasn't even superhero related. And at some point, they decided to start folding in uh, supervillains into Task Force X. Uh, So, in the storyline Legends, um, in the midst of Darkseid's attempt to turn humanity against Earth's superheroes by using Glorious Godfrey, also known as G. Gordon Godfrey, mm-hmm. who you will know if you've watched Young Justice. Um, he is a Fox News host.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and I know some of you may be like, "Well, he's not literally a lot." They don't oh, say, News, but we know. I. I don't care if you like Fox News, at least have the sense to know that that's what it is. It is
1: as obvious as it is that uh, Jade Jonah Jameson is definitely <laughs> Alex Jones in these new Spider-Man
0: movies. Oh my God, that was great. <laughs> we got to stop talking about
1: Spider-Man. <laughs> I know, I'm trying so hard. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, yeah, so uh, because there was a campaign against superheroes through Godfrey, um, waller assigned rick flag uh, it keeps specifying rick flag jr who gives a shit nobody knows who rick flag senior is <laughs> um, but uh, she gave him leadership of blockbuster bronze tiger captain boomerang Deadshot, shot and enchantress which was the first proper supervillain version of the suicide squad Hmm. Uh, So do we want to talk about those five to start and we'll talk about other members. Sure. Um, I I guess real quick, Rick flag. All we got to say about him is he's an army guy. He's He's military guy. Yeah. Like he (laughs) shoots guns and does fisticuffs. I don't really know what else. Like he's, he's all right. He's not a particularly memorable presence. Uh, you know, whatever. But uh, Blockbuster. Uh, this Unga Bunga motherfucker. <laughs> he, he's like. Oh, God, I forgot. There's a version of him where he's like, he's got the Dorito body. He's wearing a crisp suit, but he's just got a big fucking head (laughs) Mm um and and like he's always got kind of like a big head but um he looks anything from like uh really gross big head mcgee in a suit to like yellow and pink dr jekyll kind of looking guy to like basically a big old gray hulk style monster He's got a few different looks, but long and short of it is um, he was a really smart guy and then he became a really strong guy. <laughs> and why is he called Blockbuster? I don't know. I guess he can break blocks.
1: Makes sense to me.
0: Uh, next, we've got Bronze Tiger, who is much cooler. Um So he was actually played by Michael Jai White in the fucking Arrowverse.
1: Yeah, uh, he was a great character in Arrow.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed him. But then again, Michael Jai White is just a fucking joy to behold all the time. Um, Everything that I've seen him do, I'm like, yeah, this is that man. Fucking love him. (laughs) Um, But credit where credit is due he was kind of nerfed on arrow because on arrow he is an expert assassin um who likes to use tiger claws which are like imagine brass knuckles but then they also have like wolverine style blades coming off of the brass knuckles uh they're ancient uh ninja weaponry real things they're dope as fuck uh oh no I just realized that saying that phrase, which is a normal phrase that I say, is is now a peacemaker. Oh man! Reference. How did you just accidentally reference the movie? <laughs> well, because um, I always say that. I said brilliant that before Fuck. Peacemaker did. That's true. <laughs> um. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about him. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Bronze Tiger in the comics is an actual tiger man (laughs) really yeah oh that's so cool (laughs) Uh, well okay not always like there is originally a version of him where again he's just a black guy wearing a a costume that's honestly strikingly similar to vixen's outfit (laughs) oh yeah that's a that's
1: pretty funny (laughs) that's true
0: it's very funny because Vixen's outfit is one of the most like you know it's what you know Tumblrites or whatever would be like male gaze much really sexualizing the woman aren't you but bronze tiger almost wears the exact same thing that's so funny (laughs) Uh, but then eventually he does become a tiger yes so okay um so uh, and as someone who has made my own lion superhero I love that shit um Captain Boomerang. Digger Harkness. Uh, God, what a fucking... Nobody knew this guy existed. (laughs) Uh, Like, he's so... uh, Like, he was a fucking joke character for a while. Because it's like, he's a Flash villain, right? Right. So it's like... Realistically, why would Boomerang's be any sort of a match for the flash um they're really sharp or they can explode yeah once
1: again a character that i was only initially aware of because of a lego video game
0: oh god we're gonna add that to the fucking drinking game you can drink audience (laughs) uh like uh, but like he got gadget boomerangs later. I'm pretty sure initially he just had normal boomerangs. That's pretty funny. Um, because he's he's another uh, uh, like late golden age to early silver age character. Uh, he appeared in 1960. Um, I think the original gimmick was that he would throw the boomerang and the Flash would be like. Haha, I'm fast enough to dodge any of your projectiles, and then Flash was apparently unaware of what a fucking boomerang was, so when it (laughs) hit him from behind, he got hit with it. Oh my god. It's like, Barry, aren't you supposed to be really smart? Uh, There's the golden age. Nobody knew anything that wasn't (laughs) a steak and a milk for breakfast uh, American style, because we... God, America just really hated anything not American at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Still do.
0: Uh, true. <laughs> um, I also want to point out that the fucking Wikipedia page for Captain Boomerang, you know, how if like there's multiple people with the same name, uh, it'll be like for this person uh, see and then it links to the other page. It literally fucking says, for the avatar the last airbender character, also named, nicknamed Captain Boomerang C. Sokka. That's so funny. Like, are you fucking serious? I think they said that once as a goddamn joke. Yeah, that's not his nickname. <laughs> I hate it here. That's uh, so funny. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Deadshot. Um, what, what's his name again? Floyd Lawton. Floyd yeah. All right. So look, I don't hate Will Smith. Uh and God knows I have my fucking criticisms of the Arrowverse. But I think I like Arrow's deadshot better. Yeah, I I really like Arrow's deadshot. He's fascinating. Um I also okay, Nope, I nobody knows this exists. Uh, so I, I might have even mentioned it on here before. There is an animated movie called Batman Gotham Knight. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have seen it. I think most of it. I it's, don't think I've
1: watched the whole thing.
0: It's like an hour long animated movie uh, with five or six different animation crews. That that,
1: that's why I don't think I've seen the full thing because it was I've seen some of those.
0: Yeah, it's like split into like five parts and each part is done by a different animation crew. It's I on think HBO like, Max.
1: Take a drink.
0: I think made the animation for Gorillas did the first part. Mm. You know the band Gorillas.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, that's funny.
0: Yeah. um, And that first part is great because it's literally just a bunch of Teenagers at a skate park describing each of them that they had an encounter with Batman, but like, and it's the exact
1: plot of uh, an episode of Batman the animated series.
0: Pretty much, they're trying to describe their own encounters, but they're all embellishing. And they were all like panicked at the time. So one of them says, like, he was, uh he was a uh, like man, but someone's like, no, he was a fucking giant bat. And the other one's like, you're both wrong. He was a robot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh.
1: Also, double like, Drake they're, they're... listener. We are talking about Batman and HBO Max.
0: Yes, we're so <laughs> sorry for your poor lover. Um. But uh, uh, Deadshot appeared in that movie, and it was a great, uh, great sequence. Um, that they were fighting on top of a train. Uh, because th- like there. Okay, I think the middle portion right had um. Lucius Fox had made a gadget for Batman where uh, anytime it heard the sound of a gunshot, faster than the bullet would be flying at um, Batman, it would actually quickly make an electromagnetic bubble around his body, (laughs) uh, and it would deflect the bullet. And he was stoked to use it for a while, but then he used it on a mission uh, when he was fighting enemies on a cruise ship, and the bullet got deflected into a a bystander. And so Batman ultimately decided he would rather get hit with bullets himself, jumping into the fights as he does, than risk injuring the people around him that he's trying to protect. Um, So he didn't use that gadget anymore. So following that, his fight with Deadshot becomes much more lethal and intense as a result. Um, hmm. and uh, one last thing I'll say about that is that there actually is a Batman anime opening that was fan made on YouTube you should look it up um, using the song Unravel from Tokyo Ghoul which I hate that show but <laughs> that is a banger of a song um, and uh, fo- footage from Batman Gotham Night uh, and one little clip from Batman uh, Begins oh, that's uh, cool and um the the like hype part towards the end of the song is uh, they they do a fantastic transition from um that movie's recreation of um uh Thomas and Martha Wayne getting murdered and Bruce is staring down the barrel of the gun and it transitions from that to him leaping through the air as he's getting shot at by deadshot Hmm. um so Uh, If you want good Deadshot stuff that is not uh, the terrible Suicide Squad movie, um, Arrow has a few episodes with him that are fun, and uh, Batman Gotham Knight is a blast. And he's also pretty pretty good. I mean, he's... I'd say
1: that the Arrow Deadshot is my favorite, and then... Every other deadshot to me is about on par. The one from the uh, was he in Suicide Squad? Hell to pay? I don't remember. I think he is. I know I he's t- in.
0: I know he's in Batman: Assault on Arkham. Yeah, I've seen Assault on Arkham. I haven't seen Hell to Pay. I,
1: I can't remember if he's in Hell to Pay, uh, but I think like every other, and, and he's also in uh, one episode. I guess technically he's in two episodes of the Justice League animated series. He's in an episode yeah. of Justice League and he's in an episode of Justice League Unlimited, and those are all about on par to me with the Arrow one getting a slight edge.
0: Yeah, I wanna I wanna point out that Deadshot got me in trouble with my fucking mom. Uh, really? Well, because okay, I was super excited when uh, Assault on Arkham came out. I bought it on DVD. I took it home. I was like, hey, mom, let's watch this together. And she's like, okay. And I think my niece was in the room with us, too. So, like, all three of us are watching this movie and, like, my niece was no stranger to superhero stuff, even some of the bloodier stuff. Even though she was little, like, I I wound up bringing her up on, like, Dragon Ball Z and all sorts of fight stuff. So, she could handle that. Uh, But what I wasn't expecting for her to see was Harley boning down on Deadshot. Yeah. And I'm just, like, sitting there wide-eyed, sweating, staring at the screen. And I slow turn to face Mom. And she's not even looking at the screen. She's glaring right at me. And I was just like, I didn't know this was in here, all right? And she goes, Yahtzee! Oh, yeah, fucking. Okay, (laughs) can we not ever do that again? That was one of the worst Harley Quinnisms that... And they tried to push (laughs) it in that movie so hard.
1: I don't know why they kept doing that. It was so weird.
0: It was annoying, and I didn't like that voice for her either. No, it wasn't a great voice. Uh. Whoever voiced Harley, like, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to throw shade, but, like, I just... That wasn't it, Chief. Because <laughs> um, I know famous voice actors are listening to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, and then there's Enchantress, who I don't really have a whole lot to say about, because, like, any like I might have had for the character, it's just fucking... that movie. The it's... hula-hooping space witch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she does look like she's hula-hooping. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'll say the transition in uh, the one boardroom scene where like she has her hand on the table and the other hand comes up and grabs hers and it flips around and then suddenly she's enchantress. I think that's cool. Cool uh, effect, nonsense character. Yeah. God. Uh, anyway, I-, I don't really want to talk about her, so we're just going to move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless you really, really want no, to. No, I've got nothing Okay, good. Uh, so that was the original roster for the Suicide Squad, but they would wind up having a whole bunch more. Um, we would... Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. I I scrolled down to get to the part of the Wikipedia page that says notable members of the Suicide Squad. Um, and, you know, this... ...to name, like, some of the most prominent members from the team. Harley's not on the fucking list. Are you kidding me?
1: She's in, She's not on any of these lists!
0: What the fuck is that? Okay, finally...
1: since 2006,
0: she's in every iteration of the Suicide Squad. Okay, the the first list that I see her mentioned on is Volume 4 from 2011 to 2014
1: oh really it was until 2011 that she was
0: okay well i don't know that that was her first appearance that's just the first quick glimpse i'm seeing here so maybe that's why but like i don't know anyway uh i'm i'm not gonna like list out every single name especially because a lot of these characters would be me being like i don't know who that is and i don't feel like I'm looking it up. Yep. <laughs> uh, like I, for example, I really like the character Nightshade. I think she is a cool concept, but next to nothing has been done with her. So really, what the fuck am I going to say about Nightshade? Yep. Nobody even knows who she is. Do you know who Nightshade is? Nope. nope. Exactly my point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she she has to deal with the Shadow Force. Which is a really cool concept that I feel like should be a little bit more prominent in DC Comics. But is, they it like a,
1: is it like an alternative to the Speed Force?
0: Like it's one of those kinds of cosmic? It's like the Upside Down. Okay. It's like a shadow dimension. And that dimension itself turns into energy when it interacts with our reality. Hmm. So, she draws power from the shadow force, uh, which is, um, like, a negative world kind of deal. Hmm. Um, and it's cool. She has really cool shadow powers. I dig it. I, I'm a sucker for shadow powers. Uh, but, uh, all right, so we're we're going to just start going through and talking about some of the most notable ones that we actually have stuff to say about. Uh, Count Vertigo. Um,
1: Okay, I like Count Vertigo.
0: He has one of the best powers for writers to utilize because it can be as overpowered or underpowered as they need for any given situation. Would you say that's fair to say? Because oh yes, oh yes. Either he's able to completely take down like Superman by just making him have no fucking balance and he just collapses to the ground, or fucking Kid Flash is able to power through and run straight through his uh, Vertigo field and uh, tackle him. So it's like it's one of those where it's like you use him to make whatever level of difficulty for his enemies would feel appropriate for the situation. Hmm. Um, He's also a member of the Vladimir Royal family, uh, which means it's really hard for the justice league to nail him down because diplomatic immunity is in the mix. Uh, We got Joker as a member of the suicide squad. We, We don't need to say a whole lot, about joker because um lord knows when i get to his episode it's oh to be oh god birthday. that's
1: gonna be a big episode
0: yeah um also real quick speaking of that um i think what i might do um since we're coming up on these episodes i think i might have cape corner do like 25 episode quote-unquote seasons makes sense um and as like a season finale i'll try to do something you know either big or that we've been building up to um so i think after the kingdom hearts episode will be this quote unquote season one finale
1: Ooh.
0: uh so i i think i know who i'm gonna do for that i'll tell you later um nice and uh might have to do joker as one of these finales oh I'm then yeah um all right so dr light is one of the original uh not original but like uh early days members of the suicide squad uh i specifically arthur light um he is a dope-ass villain Uh, I really like him. Oh, wait, I forgot. Didn't he do something really fucked up? I don't remember. He, He raped someone, didn't he?
1: Maybe. This doesn't sound familiar. I'm not brushed up on Dr. Light's history very much.
0: Hang on. I'm almost positive. Oh, yep. Yep. Dr. Light raped elongated man's wife. Sue Dipney. That's oh why my I
1: wrote. Yep. Great. Well, he's canceled.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Also hopefully dead. Uh, yes. Look, I'm I'm of the mindset that he's suicided. Murdering someone is obviously bad, but I think raping someone is worse because leaving them alive to suffer trauma of taking away their freedom and their choice and stuff in such a horrendous fashion is like, like, don't get me wrong. No one wants to die. When you die, any worries that you had are like gone, whether you believe in heaven or just everything shuts off, you know, you're, you're, you're you're no longer constrained to the mortal qualms of issues like trauma regardless. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I'm saying is that's really fucked up. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was in the Teen Titans cartoon.
1: (laughs) They put him in the Teen (laughs) Titans?
0: Yeah. Um, Raven uh, traumatized him uh, in like episode seven or something. He pops up, and he's kicking the Titans' ass for a little bit. And um, he starts focusing on Raven. And she's, like, face down. He's like, what's the matter? Afraid of the light? And then she turns around, and she has the four glowing red eyes and has fucking shadow tentacles and grabs him and draws him under her cloak. Oh, Uh, he's fucked. fucked. And uh, while she has, like, razor-sharp teeth, and she goes, what's the matter? Afraid of the dark? (laughs) It's pretty badass. Bugging, uh when when robin calls out to her and she snaps back to reality um oop, there goes gravity she like backs up and he, the color has been drained out of his suit and it's been like partially melted and he's just in fetal position shivering and it's like yeah you deserve that <laughs> that's pretty so good so every time he pops up in the show after that Uh, when he sees Raven, he starts having like a panic attack. (laughs) Um, Again, absolutely deserved. Yeah, he earned Uh, it. Uh, Uh, Nemesis is the character that made me wind up losing uh, composure over the fact that there's apparently an Alfred Pennyworth clone. Uh, (laughs) Oracle was a member of the Suicide Squad. Really? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Nope. Neither will the fact that Vixen was. What? She's, She's a does. hero. So why? It's really weird. Uh real talk. Uh someday we're gonna do a Vixen episode and I'm hyped because I've loved her ever since Justice League. Yeah. I have a type, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I really like intense, dark-skinned, muscular women. Mm-hmm. Which is why I've got it so bad for Miracle from my hero <laughs> academia. Because I also <laughs> like funny girls, and she is both. Um, poison Ivy. Uh, yeah, she makes sense for the Suicide yeah, Squad. Fit, eco-terrorist. Yeah, that
1: fits. Eco terrorist. Yeah, uh, I really love that in uh, in the Harley Quinn show. Uh, that at some point someone calls her a supervillain, she goes, "I identify more as an eco terrorist, but whatever."
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> just a great line. Uh, I I suppose I'll take this opportunity real quick to update everyone on my progress with uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon. I stopped watching it a while back because I got really upset. Because I wasn't expecting to feel feelings, and um, yeah, it gets a you at some where, point. Where um, Poison Ivy uh, spoilers for Harley Quinn. Poison Ivy turned giant and was helping to fight a bunch of sentient trees, uh, and she just got fucking shot at the end and is apparently dead. And I'm sure like they'll find a way to revive her, but just the way that they handled her getting shot like that. And, like, it was all very serious. And then the episode just ends not with any fucking jokes or anything. I was like, ow. Hmm. I didn't want that. Yeah. Oh, that was that was brutal. Uh, so when I feel up to it, I'll continue that show. Um, oh, yeah. I guess we should also mention Amanda Waller herself. Yeah, that
1: seems like a good thing to mention.
0: What a fucking bitch. (laughs) Uh, I want to say, everything I had seen of Waller's live-action performance from Viola Davis in the first movie, I was like, whatever. Her performance in The Suicide Squad, oh my god. Terrifying. Knocked that shit out of the park. I like that, depending on which earth you're on, Amanda Waller is either
1: kind of sketchy but pretty noble or borderline satanic yeah (laughs) it just just depends on which earth you're on like on Arrow she's kind of shady but pretty noble she's done some bad things but it's all in the greater good and she's got lines she won't cross and she's ultimately kind of helpful but it's like this Waller is will kill anyone or anything for any reason if it furthers the goal that she's assigned herself to.
0: Yep, I I do like my original um, introduction to Amanda Waller was once again in the Justice League cartoon, and yep. that one uh, wrote a line pretty good because she that one had was moments, great. She, yep. she was extremely nuanced in that version because she had moments where you could see like, oh, you know, she really is trying to do the right thing, and then there are times where you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you lady (laughs) yeah what i loved about
1: that version of amanda waller is that she was never completely wrong where it was like i you're doing shitty things but i completely understand why you're this afraid of the justice league and why you're this determined to keep them in check that that show which to most appears to be a kids show from the early 2000s is an incredibly
0: nuanced and deep story that I find fascinating. Yeah, and honestly, everything post-Justice Lords yeah, um, would give extreme credence to any skepticism regarding the Justice League. Yeah. Like, we have proof that you guys can and would totally go fucking ballistic. So, you'll forgive us, We're going to have some countermeasures in place. Yep. Uh. Who the fuck is Big Sir? Never heard of him. He's apparently a Flash villain. He's a big fat guy.
1: Okay. He he looks like
0: Albert, but white. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. It's (laughs) Big Big Sir. (laughs) Uh the clock king i love the clock king
1: but which clock king is it william talkman william talkman i was either gonna be william talkman or temple fugit who the fuck is temple fugin he's he's the version from uh the animated series the the uh the dcau uh clock king is named temple fugit Oh, okay. But the one from most other places I've seen him is William Talkman. I don't know why it was different in the animated universe.
0: Uh, okay. Clue Master. I know I know that person. Where do I know them from? Clue Master is the father of
1: Spoiler, I believe. Is he? I believe Stephanie Brown's dad, I'm pretty sure, is the Clue Master.
0: Oh my god, his name's Arthur Brown. So, you're right. Holy shit. Yeah. That's oh, a neat little tie-in. No. The I realized I actually know him from the Batman the TV show. The Batman. Where, you know what I um I've realized, uh, I've I've come to terms with. Um Oh, what's the song? Shit, hang on. Um Barracuda. Ooh. <laughs> You know the song Barracuda? Yeah, I'm excited to hear where we're going with this. Uh, <laughs> there's a riff in Barracuda that perfectly transitions into the Batman theme. Oh, that's so great. There's a part in Barracuda where it's like... <laughs> the Batman... <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> uh, it's almost like the exact same thing. But anyway, uh, Cluemaster appears in an early episode of The Batman where, once again, he's a big fat guy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, once again, not a Lego game, but a
1: video game is the first time I became aware that Cluemaster was a character because it's he is name dropped in Batman Arkham Knight by some of the militia guys just walking around. And at some point, like, I love Batman Arkham Knight. If you just hang around long enough, you hear all kinds of conversations. And one of my favorites is that, um, is that they're talking about Riddler. And they're like, Who, who's leaving the green question marks everywhere? And he goes, and he says, it's Riddler. And he goes, are you sure it's Riddler? I could have sworn Gotham had a Clue Master, too. And he goes, Who the fuck is Clue Master? He, says, <laughs> he does the same thing that Riddler does, but he leaves clues instead of riddles. <laughs> it's,
0: just, it's a great conversation that these two yeah. militiamen
1: are having. So, so
0: he's basically Riddler, but more straightforward.
1: <laughs> yeah. Those militiamen have such funny conversations. I think my all time favorite is you never get to hear the beginning of this conversation, but you know what they're talking about because you drop in. And you hear two of the militia guys talking and he goes, look, I'm just saying he's got one face. It's in two halves. And he goes, it's just a name, man. And he goes, I'm not the one who doesn't understand fractions. And uh, I just love it. That's one of my favorites when they're making fun of Two Faces' name.
0: Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, oh,
1: that game is amazing.
0: Anyway, Clue Master. Uh, real weird. They they also have... Uh, Louise Lincoln, the second incarnation of Killer Frost, who is. Oh, so it's not uh, a really Snow. fucking crazy oh, one. So
1: not
0: a- no, no, it's the crazy one. <laughs> um, I did not realize
1: there were two Killer
0: Frosts. There's three. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was, uh, and the first one, her name was Crystal Frost. Um, and, uh, she first appeared in Firestorm number three in June 1978. Uh, she was a scientist or a student studying to be a scientist at Hudson University, fell in love with Martin Stein, who was her teacher. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird because an old guy, but whatever. Um, then apparently was just working on a project in the Arctic. Uh, learned that Stein didn't feel the same about her, being that she was like a fucking child. Uh, and Uh, accidentally locked herself in the thermofrost chamber got transformed uh, and wound up having a murderous crusade against firestorm calling herself killer frost uh she eventually died because she absorbed too much energy from firestorm uh which sounds to me like firestorm murdered her but i might be wrong Mm. uh regardless uh she actually so what's really fucked up is for a while they were just burying villain bodies under the hall of justice Uh, that's disturbing yeah so she was one of them and so her body was later reanimated as a black lantern Uh but after that, uh, then it was Louise Lincoln and she was the longest running killer frost. Uh, she took up the mantle in 1985. Uh, she was a colleague and friend to crystal snow. And, uh, she was the one, that, cause like the only real killer with crystal was that she wanted to kill firestorm as a result of, you know, being jilted, uh, Luis is the one that will just fucking, she will go on a murderous spree. Uh, She's the one that appears in Young Justice, uh, uh, as well as Assault on Arkham. Uh, She's the one that will happily just murder anyone that's in her way. Cool. Um, Is it also the one from uh, Justice League Unlimited? Dunno. Let me look it up real quick.
1: I assume it is, because she's she's pretty unhinged. Clickety-clickety-clack.
0: Killer Frost, D-C-A-U. Oh, she ugly. why she look like that? specifically says who she is. Based um, on the character design and attitude, I'm going to assume it's her. Well, it, it says the Killer Frost scene in the series seems to be based more on Louise Lincoln. Yeah. Uh. So there you go. Uh, cool. Though apparently in the Justice League Adventures comic series, uh, the first Killer Frost, Crystal, made an appearance. Ooh. So uh other members do 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 chemo I, I do remember this guy he's basically like nuclear man
1: his power uh, is that he has cancer
0: well is that <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I'm just
0: by the name. Uh, well, you you said that, and I started questioning. I was like, "Oh, that sounds like something they would do." They did make fucking um asbestos man. No, wait, that <laughs> did was. Did they Marvel. really? No, that was that was Marvel. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so there is a guy called Asbestos Man, and um, he he had like an armored and padded suit lined with asbestos. And this was back in the day when they didn't know asbestos was poisonous or cancer-inducing. So years later, um, like decades later, actually, uh, after Asbestos Man had sort of like not been used in a long time, they randomly like brought him back up by saying that the reason he stopped being a supervillain was because he got cancer and he just died. And so a bunch of heroes and villains attended Asbestos Man's funeral. Hmm. Uh, But no, chemo has superhuman strength and durability, regeneration, expelling hazardous liquid materials, toxic kinesis, size alteration, and power replication. Okay. So he's a toxic boy. He's
1: he's hella toxic.
0: Yeah. Get Britney Spears up in here to sing about him. (laughs) (laughs) So okay you want to know how i actually first the the first footage i ever saw of star wars the last jedi uh what was it um apparently the fight scene with uh ray and kylo and the um what are they called the praetorian guards uh the the red guys uh the fight scene with all of them is perfectly syncable to the song toxic (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. So if you, if you look up on YouTube Toxic Lightsabers, uh, you'll see it. <laughs> that, was, that was the first I ever saw of that movie. That's amazing. Um, Alright. Uh, King Faraday was on the Suicide Squad? What? Really? That's cool. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Faraday is like, he's kind of like DC's answer to Nick Fury, would you say? Uh probably.
1: I don't know a he, whole lot about him. I just remember reading the name a few times.
0: He technically works for Interpol. He appeared in Young Justice in the um episode where uh Haley Circus has all the shit with Parasite.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Um but he's kind of like their super spy, like yeah. super agent guy. Yeah, that fits. Um Multiplex, who appeared in Episode two of the Flash. Yep, one of
1: one of the OG Flash villains from the show.
0: Yep. The the second villain to appear and the second villain to die. Yeah. That was back when they were just killing everyone they ran into. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Flash characters, Plastique was on the Suicide Squad. Ooh. That's one of my favorite things about the Flash TV show, by the way, is that
1: Arrow has this immense moral struggle with the fact that he killed a whole bunch of people early in the in the show. <laughs> and then tries to, and then of course he goes back to it when it's absolutely necessary. But whatever. But they acknowledge it. But then the Flash just pretends he's never killed anyone
0: <laughs> when he killed like the first solid two months of villains. Yep. Well, <laughs> he didn't kill um, uh, Weather Wizard, but he
1: yeah, How Joe did he killed, killed die Weather Wizard.
0: Again? <laughs> fell out a window or something. What? How did Multiplex die? He like fell out a window or something yeah yeah i guess that's true flash didn't kill him multiplex was trying to use his powers while flash was trying to save him and then didn't he died didn't he make another arm come out of his arm to force barry to let go of him i think he was trying to like use the second arm to pull barry
1: off the ledge and barry had to let go yeah, whatever i i think but there, there are definitely villains that
0: Barry and his
1: team straight up murdered.
0: Oh, they absolutely murdered uh, fucking Adam Smasher. So Yes. <laughs> yeah, they super killed him. <laughs> that one's not even like, well, you, you know, with the circus. No, they locked him in a chamber and fried him to death. Yep. <laughs> so. They irradiated him until he died. <laughs> it was really fucked up uh suicide squad has also had black spider who is just spider-man he's literally Um, just evil spider-man i love that dc has some just
1: straight up evil marvel characters and marvel has some straight up evil (laughs) dc characters
0: yeah they love poking fun at each other it's great um but like dc is really opened up about the fact that like yeah we copied spider-man like to acknowledge it they got fucking josh keaton to voice him Oh, they did? That's really funny. In Young Justice, Josh Keaton, who is the voice of the spectacular Spider Man, voices him and straight up acts like Spider Man. In Young Justice season three, uh, he he fucking is chasing a guy down to murder him because, you know, he's an assassin. And as the guy runs away, he straight up says, Huh, why do they always run? Do I need better (laughs) quips? That's great. I didn't even didn't remember that.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, and also, just on the on the topic of Josh Keaton, worth mentioning, he played Chris Evans beautifully in the first episode of Marvel's What If.
0: He did. I honestly didn't realize that that was him. And he
1: apparently fooled the Hollywood Reporter. Because <laughs> the Hollywood Reporter put out an article talking about how cool it is that Chris Evans came back. Yeah,
0: very <laughs> good. Um, Cheetah. Cheetah. Uh, really I know I happened. used to
1: be I used to be like okay with Cheetah and then Wonder Woman eighty four <laughs> happened and now I'm not okay with Cheetah.
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't really want to talk about Cheetah either, to be frank. Like <laughs> if you want a good version of Cheetah, uh, you have to watch Justice League Doom because I think that's the only good version of Cheetah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Also the Justice League cartoon, that time she made out with Batman was pretty great. He clearly yeah. has a thing for cat girls.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Um, you know, you, you'll have some ass that'll be like, well, he was just doing that so he could escape. He looked pretty horny. like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think he was going for
1: it, and it was one of those two birds with one stone kind of yeah, situations exactly. where he's like, he's I like... bet I can get out of this, but also <laughs> I get a kiss.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm doing this to escape. But also, score. (laughs) But
1: also, she's hot and she's a cat, which is
0: totally my thing. So, bonus. Um, (laughs) uh, El Diablo, who... (sighs) Who I also don't really want to talk about. Although he he was
1: okay in that movie. The actor did very well. I had no problem with most of the actor's portrayals in that movie, except for one. Um, but I had I didn't have much of a problem with most of the actors in that first Suicide Squad movie but it's just so poorly written that I don't
0: care about any of them anymore when you said except for one I took a second to be like wait who and then I was like oh right right (laughs) okay got it you go go, wait a minute oh 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 because I was like they're all bad and then uh, I was like oh wait that's right one was way worse than the other (laughs) One of them bragged about how awesome he was going to be for like six months straight and then was really bad. Can we stop putting Jared Leto in shit? He, he's he been fucking Joker twice now, which is more than better Jokers have gotten to do. Uh, he's going to be in fucking... Sorry. <laughs> he's going to be in Mobius. And now I heard that he's... Go- Wait, what was the other thing I recently heard that he was going to be that pissed me off? I don't know. I don't know about Mobius. Or Morbius. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, but fucking my bad. Uh, there, there's something that he's going to be doing. Uh, Hang on. God damn it! He's going to be the main character of Tron 3! Well, see, other than... I, I've seen Jared
1: Leto in situations where I thought he was pretty good. Uh, he's a good actor. It's just the... I just did not like the way he did the Joker. It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like it was hitting the right tone. And it also just really bugged me that he bragged so much about how much work he put into doing the Joker that it was just kind of something that I could do, <laughs> which was...
0: Well, look, man, I appreciate you. But we're gonna have to fucking diverge here because no Jared Leto needs to just die. I <laughs> look, he's a weird fucking creep that has a sex cult, and I'm not down for this shit. Oh, I didn't even know about that. But okay. Oh, did uh, I not tell that? You tell that to you? Okay, yes, that's so, escaped my attention. So okay, uh, he he headlines the band Thirty Seconds to Mars. Uh-huh. Um, he owns an island where. He charges people lots of money, but they get to fly out to his island to hear his band perform a concert, and everyone has to wear white robes, and you can pay a premium price to have sex with him. And, okay. uh, and when questioned about it, when someone was like, uh, you know, not to be rude, Mr. Leto, this almost seems a bit cultish. And he's like, no, yeah, it's a cult. that also sounds kind of illegal yeah (laughs) like technically it's a financial transaction so you could be like there should be some legality but also financial transactions aren't always legal like trafficking is a financial transaction so like it's what can we stop putting him in movies please yeah that's fair Anyway, um, <laughs> I was going to say, you know what's really fucked up? El Diablo was white. <laughs> oh, was that actor? do paying attention. No, 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 no. The character was white. Oh, okay. Like, I'm looking at the cover. He's white. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And not even like, I'm aware some Mexican people are like, you know, whitish. No, he looks like a guy that would be like, "Hi, my name is Dave." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. His his original name is Lazarus Lane. Yeah, that's pretty w-
1: white too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wait, okay, so apparently that was an old version who operated in the 19th century in the American Old West. Uh, but still, uh, so, like, he has dealings with, like, Jonah Hex. Um, I'm sorry, what? I was, I was about... To, uh, apparently, Lazarus Lane was cursed to be the host of a minor demon which acts as a spirit of vengeance. And I was like, wait a minute, isn't that Ghost Rider... But apparently, Spirit of Vengeance is also what the Spectre is. That's its name? I never do that. No, no, no. No, the Spectre is classified as a Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, but like, I
1: just didn't know that that many things were classified as a Spirit of Vengeance. I thought that was a unique moniker.
0: Yeah, I thought that was just Ghost Rider. Huh. So Apparently not. Uh, but anyway... And look, like, the later iteration of El Diablo is uh, a guy called Rafael Sandoval, which mm-hmm. sounds a lot more Hispanic. But, like, I'm just going to put this out there. Just because the dude was in the American Old West doesn't mean we should have had the original Diablo be white, El Diablo be white. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Uh. I, I want to kind of, like, Skip through uh, the last few that I want to mention uh, more quickly because I also want to talk about some of the stories they've been in, and the movie especially. Um, King Shark, uh, he's great. Uh, the The couple versions I've seen of him are all great. Uh, the Flash, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, The Suicide Squad—they're all different, but they're all great. Mm-hmm. Um, Harley Quinn—don't need to talk about her. I have an episode about her already. Go yep. listen to it. Uh, uh, Black Manta is dope as fuck and easily the coolest part. God damn it. God damn it! Fuck you, Peacemaker! <laughs> I hate that. Because that's such a normal part of my vernacular and now I can't do it. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> fuck, that's true. Shut your mouth! <laughs> Anyway, Black Manta is really cool. And he This sounds so the- sad now. He's <laughs> I just, am sad. he's
1: he's he's cool,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a broken man because of fucking John Cena. <laughs> I hate it here. Uh Black Manta is the best part of Aquaman. <laughs> you can fight me on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. No, he's you really, know what? He's really cool. Black I M- love um, oh God, Black Manta is the second best part of Aquaman. What's the best? Calderon. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie. <laughs> I was like,
1: he's not the best no, part of that like
0: movie. The mythos in general. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But I was like in the in the movie. No, Patrick Wilson's over the top performance as Orm is the best part of that movie.
0: Patrick Wilson. Is okay, Patrick no, Wilson? sorry, sorry. I was I was thinking of Patrick Orm. Okay, I was, I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Patrick Wilson. Did I get it wrong? Just like, hey, Peter, it's <laughs> me, Ocean Master, <laughs>
1: man.
0: <laughs> uh, that would have been great. That would have made me watch that movie. Oh uh, um, uh, Deathstroke. He's... What what am I gonna say? Like he's cool. Yeah, obviously it's fucking Deathstroke. Yeah. Um. They oh had god. That really
1: uncomfortable storyline with him in the uh, Teen Titans Judas Contract movie, where he's got a like romantic relationship. I think with someone who's like. 15
0: please tell me it's not tara yeah yeah it was tara god
1: damn it what the fuck dude it was like a plausibly romantic relationship with tara at least that's how i read it i don't know maybe i was looking for something
0: that wasn't there i don't
1: but I, no, i'm know pretty, I'm pretty was...
0: sure they were very explicit about there was it. an era with the DC animated movies there where they were making really gross sexual shit out of a bunch of characters. There was that time where Batman banged Batgirl.
1: Oh, yeah. But that's, like, not as bad as this somehow because Batgirl is at least college-aged, but Tara is, like, definitely
0: 15 in this this movie. Hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, But, but like, one thing I also want to say real quick about the whole deal with the Judas contract, Um, most people's first introduction to Terra was, again, with the Teen Titans cartoon. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you said that you know about Blind Wave, right? Yes. What's really fun is that they reacted to Young Justice Season 3, which actually subverts Terra's usual story of betraying the team, and (laughs) She has a role reversal with her brother because in the comics, Geoforce remains a hero while Tara turns into a villain. Uh, but in Young Justice, Tara is actually given the option to stay a hero and she chooses to take it hmm. um, where Geoforce yeah so what's really funny is blind wave is used to that with tara and they just saw tara's first appearance in teen titans which they're reacting to now so when it gets to the part where tara betrays the team i'm sure they're going to be like oh well she's being tempted to betray them but she'll turn good again right (laughs) right (laughs) it's like no no she full-on betrays them that's her normal story that's great great i'm excited for that uh they had the fucking Edge Lord Joker's daughter on the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, Duella Dent.
1: Yeah, Duella. Oh, interesting.
0: Uh, they had Parasite, Reverse Flash. Classic. Uh, wait. Oh, but that was Danny West.
1: Oh, Daniel West, New Fifty Two Reverse Flash.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Katana. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is oh, yeah, Katana. She's got my back. I'd advise not getting hit with her sword. It steals the souls of its victims. That's like my favorite
1: delivery of any line in the history of comic. That line, it's, it's my second favorite delivery of any line in the history of comic book films. Is I'd advise not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. God. And my favorite delivery is George Clooney's, "Hey Freeze, I'm Batman."
0: That's my favorite one. <laughs> I thought you were gonna mention the bat credit card. Oh, oh that's that's my third favorite. Never leave the cave without it. Never leave the cave without it. Perfect. Um that that scene wound up becoming memed because of the nostalgia credit a while back. Mm-hmm. Um and then the most some of the most recent members of the Suicide Squad involve uh piece of Superboy talon which is a wild Superboy.
1: boy that's wild
0: yeah i hear talon that one's fucking crazy yeah as can in you imagine talon yeah can you imagine a talon fuck one other than the court of owls yeah you'd think that they'd have to detonate them like immediately when they refuse to be controlled yeah i don't know and then of course blood sport so Bloodsport. we'll use that to pivot on into The Suicide Squad. Uh, so, you disagree with me on this, uh, but more starkly opinionated than you when it comes to the DC movies. I believe The Suicide Squad is a great DC EU movie um, because while other might have good parts or might be good comparative to other DC EU movies man um <laughs> the suicide squad is the first one that i from start to finish uh had little to no qualms with and made me cry it made me cry over rats it got I to hate me rats. what got the to fuck me. taika
1: taika got to me yeah it was taika i wasn't gonna cry and then taika got me
0: he was speaking on screen for all of, like, 20 seconds, and yet that's all he needed to get me emotional. It
1: was, like, well under... It was, like, 10 seconds and he made me cry. <laughs> real. It was one Ugh. line. She says, why rats, Papa? And he says, rats are the lowliest and most despised creatures of all, and if they have purpose, so do we all. You
0: know what's funny? I... Was listening to your Phantom Optimist uh, episode. Phantom Optimist, by the way, they're great. Uh, yes, please. Uh, mentioned to your girlfriend uh, no. that line, and I hearing you say that line, I was like, hmm, "That sounds <laughs> okay." I mean, it sounds a little <laughs> corny. But so fine. you listened to my spoiler review before watching the movie? <laughs> yeah. That's so because funny. I was planning on watching it at the time. Okay. Um, but also, uh, I, I didn't finish the episode. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I, but I heard that. I was like, hmm, sounds a little corny, but, you know, I'm here for the corn. It's superheroes. I'm betting yeah. Taika can kind of make it work. Yeah. And then I watched it actually play out. And with the music and everything that had happened leading up to that, I was like, Oh, ah! God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now suffice it to say, I do not deliver lines with the same emotional depth that Taika Waititi is able to summon.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay, real quick. One of the one of the things I wanted to say very quickly about the Suicide Squad. Um, thank you for actually letting someone not be the hardest of badasses for once, because if I was in the same situation as Savant, I would have screamed and ran, too. Yeah, oh, I love that. I also love about this movie that it opens...
1: On Michael Rooker's perspective. Like, we are being led to believe by the opening of that movie oh, this is our POV character. We're seeing, much like Guardians of the Galaxy, that it's like, okay, we're going to be seeing it from this dude's perspective. There will be lots of characters, but this is the guy where we're going to really understand his emotions. And he
0: dies in in the intro yeah
1: <laughs> six minutes
0: it's longer <laughs> than that isn't it
1: i don't think so i think he dies like six minutes maybe okay. it's eight i was it's gonna say th- i'm
0: pretty sure the the intro scene is over 10 minutes i think okay
1: may maybe i I may have that mixed up oh maybe it's weasel i'm thinking of that dies within six minutes
0: yeah because you you gotta be um the intro where they're quickly bringing everyone up to speed, which takes a couple minutes in the prison. Then they have the flag walk, and then they ride in the helicopter, and they talk in the helicopter for a while, and then they're exiting the helicopter. Then Weasel dies, and then they're on the island for you know a few more minutes before you know everyone. Yeah, so it's, it probably
1: is ten minutes. You're probably right. Um, that Weasel, I just adore Rick Flag. Did anyone check if Weasel could swim?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, there's so many quotable things from uh, this movie. <laughs> Fucking, do you want to just like start doing some quotes real quick to get them out of our system? Yeah, like we
1: did with Deadpool. We got to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, all names are letters, dickhead. <laughs> oh, the uh, the uh, I'm gonna go with Afghan Hound.
1: Where the fuck did <laughs> Afghan Hound have thumbs? <laughs>
0: uh fucking uh fake mustache <laughs> um the who's milton <laughs> i would have fuck?
1: recognized if we had a milton with us
0: uh and his entire freak out during that point as she's saying that is funny. yes uh, oh yeah speaking of the fucking like uh i turned them into my mom in my head and i killed them i think that
1: might be the best one and then just because we've referenced it so many times, unless what they're showing off is dope as fuck. Yeah.
0: fuck that's true. Something about the way John Cena's lips look as he's <laughs> saying that seems like it doesn't look like John Cena's normal face. But... And I love, um, I, love uh, I value
1: peace with all my heart, and I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill to get it. And then Ratcatcher goes to polka dot man i thought you were the crazy one He goes, i am
0: god which is endlessly intimidating right there yes like, oh no and he doesn't say it to brag he he almost says it sounds sad when he's like i am yeah he's he's, he's like, messed oh. up polka dot uh, is my favorite character in this movie oh he's great he shouldn't have died fuck you guys shouldn't have died my favorite uh, Oh, yeah, Uh, fucking, uh... (laughs) What are you laughing at me for? Why are you in tiny whiteys? That's racist. (laughs) That's just racist. Oh, man. Oh. Uh... (laughs) This movie, stylistically, the cinematography, is one of the best... It's up there with Scott Pilgrim versus the world for me. Mm hmm Like, it's got some of the most clever transitions, uh, usage of text on screen, uh, uh, camera angles, uh, playing with camera movement, Uh, like, everything is just oozing with style, and I love it. Like, I feel like James Gunn had more freedom to get wild with this movie than he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, like I'm, I've, I've never been like a huge James Gunn stan or anything, but I might be now. <laughs> yeah, this was really good. Um, I, I I won't belabor this movie section for too long because I know you already did a Phantom Optimus episode about it. But um, I I want to say I didn't even realize that I that King Shark was played by Sylvester Stallone until like. I watched a reactor pointed out. I was like, "Holy shit, that was Sylvester Stallone!" I love a hand. hand. Yes, <laughs> that is your yes, hand in no. that way. In very hand. good. Uh, just is. I think his first lines are some of my favorites from him. Just like, <laughs> yes. "So smart, me." Book, book read. Book. <laughs> Enjoy book very much. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's holding it upside down the whole time
0: he was was told he was going to meet some new people so he was really eager to impress them yeah and he's holding the book upside down they killed me It's great um also uh fucking peacemaker uh his derisive lines of millennials and hobbyists yep just uh Oh, and him and Bloodsport having their fucking dick measuring contest where it's like, uh, he does what I do, but better. How can mm. you do it better? I hit my targets dead center. Oh, I hit my targets more dead center. How can you hit more dead center than dead center? Uh, Because I use smaller bullets. Uh, my bullets would go through your bullet holes without even touching sides. And then that around to how he gets beaten, which is yes, great.
1: it's perfect.
0: Because he's um, so I fond of using him fancy bullets like his exploding compression bullets, which are again dope as fuck. Yep. Uh yep. but at that point he was using a hollow point bullet. Uh which is just like you're a real asshole that you were gonna shoot a a girl who's on the ground praying with a hollow point. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> because those are bullets specifically designed to not be clean kills but to do a lot of internal damage. <laughs> mm. Um And because he was being a fucked up asshole and using a hollow point while uh, Bloodsport shot a regular bullet, uh, he was actually able to shoot through the hollow point without touching the sides and shatter (laughs) it. Uh, And I love
1: uh, Ratcatcher's first line where she's, well, it's not her first first line, but where she's just tired, and she's woken up with the rats on her shoulder, and she goes, this is Sebastian. Say hi
0: to everyone, Sebastian. (laughs) This is really cute. I love Sebastian. Yeah, uh, I I do like that at the end of the movie we got the payoff of Bloodsport forcing himself to pet Sebastian because uh first of all, he has some legitimate trauma with rats being locked in a crate with starving rats. You know they were fucking biting chunks out of his body. Mm-hmm. Um but uh also uh like he was like, I can't deny those rats really saved the day, so I owe this fucking rat a good pet. <laughs> so yep. Uh, here I go <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um, but uh, also what the fuck was with Bloodsport's gear like it's cool but that was like some Iron Man shit he would just pull a patch off his costume and it would make a gun and then he'd pull another patch off and it could modify the gun that he already made that was really cool yeah I really like it I just wish we maybe had a- an extra line or two of dialogue to explain what the fuck that was. Mm -hmm. Because they just sort of throw it at us, and they never really, like, oh, yeah, you know, he got nanotech gear from fucking... Like, you know, it's just what he's got. Um, Yep. Yep. I also like that they... they make out... For you to accept him as like the main character of the movie by pulling the one impressive thing Blood Sport ever did in the comics. Yeah. And again, I want to point out: if any of you are bitching about the fact that Bloodsport was able to shoot Superman, um watch Justice League Doom, read the comics, fucking pay attention to superman's most basic stories even watch batman v superman y'all love that movie so goddamn much Zack snyder fans well i hate to break it to you but (laughs) he gets hit with multiple gas grenades which are infinitely easier to i can dodge a fucking grenade that's shot at me from a launcher (laughs) you know what i can't dodge a bullet (laughs) yeah and I, by the way, I'm not saying it would be easy for me to dodge a grenade. I'm just saying it's possible. I could do it on a good. It, day. it is
1: very funny to me that a lot of people are complaining that Superman got hurt by Superman's most famous weakness. Yeah. Fucking.
0: Oh, Did you think I he don't was understand? God this?
1: It's like I get that. I get that Snyder put a lot of God
0: imagery. He's not God. Yeah. No. He's he can be hurt. Uh, it, it's like being like. Oh, I don't understand how fucking uh, uh, Alan Scott lost to Mr. Cheese, the man made entirely of cheese. It's like, <laughs> well, maybe it's because, you know, he's fucking yellow all over, inside and out. That might have something to do with it. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who don't know, the original Green Lantern has a weakness to the color yellow. I had briefly forgotten
1: that, and I thought you were just going to say that Alan Scott is lactose intolerant. No, uh,
0: that's Superdude <laughs> from all that.
1: I thought that's how Cheese Man defeated Alan Scott.
0: I don't know. Have you ever seen all that? No, oh, you're younger than me, so you probably haven't, have I you? Have, I have not. There, okay. So Keenan Thompson, um, plays, uh, Super Dude uh, as a recurring skit on all that, and he is essentially Superman. But his weakness is that he's lactose intolerant. So someone even <laughs> presenting like a bottle of milk or yogurt to him acts like kryptonite. And he like, you know, gets weak and crippled. That's really um, funny. <laughs> and every single... Because it's a kid's show, right? So mm. uh, people would be like, what's wrong with Superdude? And somebody would be like, he's lactose intolerant. And somebody's obviously like, what's lactose intolerant? And Amanda Bynes would always randomly be somewhere in the set. Like she'd be in a cupboard... Or she'd be in, like, one of the freezers or something. She would just always pop out at that moment specifically to explain what lactose intolerance is. <laughs> <clears throat> or she'd, like, come out of a book. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Man, the Suicide Squad's really good. Get HBO Max. Watch it while you can. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> well no it's a, it's a great movie you're, you're the you're the hbo max guy I, that's true I, when you
1: when you say it it's it's just a it's just a casual recommendation i obsessively yeah. reference it <laughs> uh also you'd have to get it quick because it will only be on hbo max through september 5th
0: yeah so this is going up on august 29th so you've got about a week left go yep. do it um Uh, In terms of other Suicide Squad stuff, uh, I do highly recommend Assault on Arkham. Be aware there is a scene where uh, Harley bangs, so don't watch it with your mom. Uh, (laughs) Unless you're Oedipus, I guess.
1: There's also Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, which is very good and kind of follows through on a really weird hanging plot thread. It's not a hanging plot thread. It's a plot thread that they deliberately dug back up. But from the flashpoint paradox, and it's it's an interesting little little twist in that movie. Really, what's mm-hmm. that? I guess I'll spoil. Um, if you don't want to know what the thing is, skip forward in your podcasting app about thirty seconds. But uh, in Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay, it winds up turning out. There's like I think the MacGuffin of the movie is like this card that lets you avoid hell when you die, if you have it on you when you die. And they're trying to get it before some mysterious antagonist gets it. It turns out that this antagonist is the reverse Flash, who still has the bullet hole through his head from where Flashpoint Batman shot him. And he's like trying to out, he's like summoned all of the speed force he could muster to keep himself alive And he's, like, extending this final nanosecond of his life for, like, weeks using the Speed Force and trying to get the card so he doesn't go to hell when he dies.
0: So are you telling me he's literally outrunning death? Yeah. I'm going to put this out there. For a while. (laughs) That's bullshit. (laughs) Yes. I think that that's officially the part where we cross the line into too ridiculous for my blood. Yeah,
1: I thought it was pretty, pretty fun that it's like, oh, so he's so fast that the second the bullet passes through his head, he's, like, using the last, like, second of consciousness left.
0: But, but, a couple problems with that. One, in order to, like, have thoughts and move and make a plan to get this card, he would still need a functioning brain, which he no longer has. And yes. also, two, two... He already fucking hit the ground in the Flashpoint Paradox. He was laying there for a few seconds before the nuke engulfed the place and we saw him like not immediately leave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's weird and it's contrived, but I thought it was pretty
0: fun and it was an interesting little twist for that movie. Uh, yeah, like in ter- like obviously I like ridiculous shit, but you know, that's a little too much for me yeah uh anyway anyway um i think it's about it right
1: yeah Mm. i can't think of anything else about the suicide squad they also appear in in one episode of justice league unlimited it's a very cool episode
0: they appeared very briefly in uh eraverse as well
1: yeah, there's like three Suicide Squad episodes in the Arrowverse.
0: Are there? I remember yeah. one.
1: There's definitely at least two. Okay. Because there's, there's one where I mean, Lila I and saw- Diggle go to a party, and they've got to get some bioweapon out of the basement, and the Suicide Squad is part of that. I, I remember that. And then there's another one where there's some hostage situation in a hospital, and Diggle and Lila have to take the Suicide Squad with them to deal with that
0: look full disclosure i stopped watching arrow around season four so
1: that'll explain yeah. it <laughs> uh
0: but anyway uh i i hope you guys enjoyed this like again i'm sorry that it didn't have the energy that i was gearing up towards last week um it's just you know the circumstances of how things played out but yeah um and I know we didn't really like a lot of this was just us saying little snippets of individual characters. But uh, really, we we wanted to talk about the Suicide Squad or I wanted to talk about the Suicide Squad because I had just recently seen the movie and, you know, I had them on the mind. But it's kind of a hard group to talk about because it is a very shifting group um, and more so than perhaps any other comic book group. Yeah, like, fucking, the Avengers has a million different members, but usually it's got a a very similar core roster. There's like four or five who are almost always in it. Yeah, so, the Suicide Squad, it could be fucking anyone. Uh, Like For the Suicide Squad, it's pretty
1: much like, post-2011, you can probably count on Deadshot
0: and Harley. Probably the only, the only character that's really necessary, and apparently not anymore, is fucking Rick Flag.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a gruesome death.
0: That sucked. I mean, that was that was that.
1: exhausting to watch.
0: I hate that Peacemaker is still alive. I hate it, and he's getting his own show. Like, I, I like John Cena, but. Fuck that character. <laughs> the Twitter account promoting that show is really funny.
1: Like, it's constantly taking shots at other superheroes and, like, you know, like, jumps on viral trends and is like, why are you people paying attention to this? I'm the important person. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really funny. It's, like, very much as if Peacemaker himself is running the account. It's very arrogant, very obnoxious, and
0: very self-centered. <laughs> it's I also always making fun
1: eat. of everything else going on
0: i also some saw somebody say like um is peacemaker the first time we've had a comic book character where their live action interpretation is actually more jacked than the comic book character probably <laughs> uh, uh that was funny i guess uh, there's a small
1: chance that Dwayne johnson will be slightly bigger than some picture it, when then then some incarnations of black adam uh, it depends on the version. Because, it depends on the uh, version, but there will be some versions of Black Adam that are not as buff as Dwayne Johnson.
0: Yeah, but Maker really only ever had the one version. He was kind of a nothing character until now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. People can uh, follow us. I'm at Beyond Blue13 on Twitter. You're at Jordan Blue Man everywhere, including Twitter uh also check out phantom optimist i'm on there sometimes um i, I make it hard for jordan <laughs> to be optimistic. yeah it's, that's the that's
1: the real struggle our whole premise is we've got to be like at least kind of nice to these things i'm so i will have you on for the batman versus
0: superman episode just because i think it'll be <laughs>
1: really fun to, t- I, to hear I'm gonna us even sound- cry
0: I'm gonna sound like I'm holding in a shit that entire episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, and then I guess it's okay when this part oh. happens.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have a mental break in that episode. I know it. Um, I'm gonna have an aneurysm. I think uh, it'll I
1: think it'll work better as like an, an honest to god, just like you say something shitty, and I'm like, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes
0: back and forth like that the whole time. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, be sure to join the Cape Corner Discord. Um, join the
1: Discord.
0: Yeah, we need to cool. People talking in there. Uh, we we're trying to have conversations to you know get inspiration for future episodes. Since uh season two is going to be coming up sometime soon, uh, it'll be a great opportunity for you to throw. Uh, your hat in the ring for whatever characters you want to hear um uh feel free to support me on Anchor fuck (laughs) yeah okay as (laughs) as is typical I forgot to leave a space for an ad but I'll find one you'll figure Um, it out but yeah feel free to support me on Anchor Uh, I have a support page there um uh uh, so what i say uh, uh twitter uh discord uh support uh phantom Optimus. i guess that's it uh so hopefully barring any more scheduling conflicts next week uh mm-hmm. we'll be doing the kingdom hearts episode uh and then the following week if i'm doing my math correctly uh we will have the season one finale. Cool, Uh cool. And, uh, uh, just to make it easy, because, like, I want to do 25 episodes, because 26 episode seasons always are hard for me to, like, count. You right. Know, episodes. It's so easier to divide. So, I might take, like, a week break, so that it'll be, like, two seasons a year with, like, two week breaks yeah that makes sense um uh, bye <laughs> 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 i felt like Perfect. i've had something to say but flawless yeah oh <laughs> uh, i'm sorry